0: Taiwan reported 382 local cases on Thursday, a new high for the year. 111 of those cases were found in New Taipei. With COVID
1: infections on the rise, the CECC said it would no longer investigate most imported cases. It will continue to investigate if there's a possibility that they were infected during hotel quarantine. Let's hear from the CECC.
2: Since imported case numbers continue to be high, we're going to simplify our epidemic investigation procedures. Travelers who test positive upon arrival were clearly infected abroad, so we won't investigate their cases. When we did that in the past, it was to help other countries get more information on patients' whereabouts following international health regulations. But now we have a lot on our plate, so we won't be investigating cases like those. We will still be reporting the cases, however. As for travelers who test positive while in home quarantine or upon completing quarantine, we also won't be investigating those. There are two possibilities for people who test positive for COVID during hotel quarantine. The first is that they were infected abroad. The second is that their infection had a longer incubation period. We won't be investigating their cases either. But as you all remember, there may be instances where the infection happens inside the hotel. So if there are infections that are found within the same time period and they have low CT values, we will still launch an investigation to determine whether they are imported cases or whether they were infected in the lodging.
1: The CECC said that there were now many chains of infection across Taiwan. Daily case counts are expected to keep going up until at least the middle of June. The CECC said it was now impossible to get back to zero daily cases and that it would focus on controlling the pandemic. Officials once again urged the public to get vaccinated and boosted to prevent severe infection. They quoted a study from the U.S. CDC on more than 1,400 patients who got severe infections or died from COVID-19. Almost 80% of them had not received a single shot of a vaccine, and only 2% were fully vaccinated and boosted. The government says it will reassess the standards for COVID school closures next week. The announcement comes after 128 schools in 14 cities and counties declared partial or full suspensions due to COVID.
0: Currently, schools are required to switch completely to remote classes for 10 days if, stu- if two students are confirmed with the disease. The health minister says the criteria for closure will be re-evaluated re- with an eye toward minimizing disruptions to education.
2: A teacher sits in an empty classroom teaching his students through a screen. Last year, schools nationwide went online amid an outbreak of COVID. Now that local cases are rising once more, Taipei Mayor Ke wants schools to go back to distance teaching.
3: We should keep students out of the classroom as much as possible. It's not compulsory, but we encourage schools to switch to online learning if they can do so. We've conducted drills for this scenario for such a long time, so we can bring out that technology again. That way, even if schools close, learning can continue.
2: The mayor has encouraged schools to go virtual, even if they aren't required to shut down. He said that doing so could preemptively block campus outbreaks. Even before the tomb-sweeping long weekend, many Taipei schools were already preparing for the switch.
3: We already had a plan at our school. Last Friday, when we heard cases were going up, we launched into action, so this afternoon we had a discussion about the learning platform on how we would upload our educational resources to the platform for asynchronous learning we can switch to online distance learning at any time because our teachers are already very comfortable with it.
2: According to the Ministry of Education, at least 128 schools from the preschool to tertiary levels have announced partial or full closures. The schools are spread across 14 cities and counties.
3: A family member of a student was confirmed with COVID. In accordance with the current preventative measures, school was suspended for that student's class.
2: In Shinto County, a middle school partially suspended classes after a family member of a student tested positive for COVID. Some say the current standards for cancelling classes are too strict.
3: The rules we have, such as closing schools if there are two confirmed cases, etc., we can discuss those rules because closing schools en masse would have a negative impact on children's right to education.
2: The health minister said the government would review the criteria for school closures next week. With major entrance exams coming up in late April and May, some fear that calling off classes now could thwart students' chances at success.
0: The CECC has eased its home isolation rules for the close contacts of people infected with COVID. Now, close contacts no longer need to isolate one to a home. Instead, they can isolate one to a room while sharing a bathroom with family members inside the same home. This policy is part
1: of Taiwan's shift from a zero-COVID strategy to living with COVID. Experts say the success of the new strategy will hinge on Taiwan's vaccination rate and its access to antiviral COVID treatments.
3: In shifting from zero COVID to living with the virus, the CECC has eased its rules for home isolation. Close contacts of confirmed cases can now isolate one to a room inside their family home and may share a bathroom with family members. But doctors advise avoiding this arrangement if there's a vulnerable family member.
2: People in isolation should not use their hands to touch anything outside of their rooms. The other more important thing is that there should not be any people from high risk groups in their family home. No older adults or people with underlying illnesses. Ideally, all the family members should have had three vaccine Says.
3: Taiwan's quarantine period was shortened one month ago. Since then, its domestic case count has shot up. According to government data, there have been more than 2,200 local cases from January 1st to April 6th. Doctors say it's no longer easy to avoid infection. The most important thing now is to ensure sufficient medical capacity and to reduce the rate of severe illness, they say. <laughs>
2: If we don't let people get exposed to the virus, then our collective antibody level and state of immunity will never be able to achieve the effect of herd immunity. We would effectively become the orphan of the world.
3: President Tsai Ing-wen said that Taiwan's new COVID strategy was geared toward reducing the severity of the disease. Experts say the policy should focus on boosting vaccination among older adults and preparing an adequate stock of antiviral drugs. Currently, Taiwan has 16,000 courses of the remdesivir injection and 7,500 courses of oral antivirals. That's not enough for Taiwan's population, coming out to just one course per 1,000 people.
2: Based on our past experience, our experience in dealing with influenza, the goal is to have enough medication for at least 5% of the population. You need to get closer to one million courses to have
1: enough.
3: Experts urged the government to procure more antiviral drugs fast. With COVID cases continuing to rise, the government's next challenge will be to control the epidemic severity and to drive up booster coverage.
1: With COVID infections increasing, the Hualien County government announced on Thursday that the National Middle School Athletic Games will be held this month with no spectators.
0: Throughout the six-day event, only athletes, coaches and staff will be allowed into the competition venue. All people at the venue will have to provide proof of having received at least two doses of COVID vaccine or proof of a negative rapid test taken within the previous two days. There will be COVID protocols, including temperature screening and thorough disinfection after each day's competitions. Next Saturday's concert for athletes will be postponed to July. New Taipei City has organized a lecture series to promote vocational education. The winners of national or international high school skills contests will go to local junior high schools to share their stories of success.
1: City administrators hope the lectures will encourage youth to pursue a variety of trade skills, such as advertising, web design and computer graphics.
4: This is Wang Yuxuan. She won first place in the National High School Skills Competition for her artwork.
2: At first, I felt tired and stressed. But after practicing every day and encouraging repeated failures, I began to get the hang of it.
4: This is Wang Jianhong. He's another gold medalist at the National High School Skills Competition. His dream is to build cars.
2: I've liked to make things by hand since I was a child. That's why I enrolled in the molding department. The competition is very exciting. Even if you encounter many setbacks, you can succeed as long as you don't give up and move forward.
4: To mentor young students, the new Taipei City government has organized a series of lectures at local junior high schools. The lectures are given by winners of the National High School Skills Competition or International Skills Competition. The winners share their experience with youth to encourage them to pursue vocational skills. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Jian Shifong in Taipei.
1: U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is set to visit Taiwan, according to Japanese media reports. Following a visit to Japan, Pelosi plans to travel to Taiwan on Sunday, which is the 43rd anniversary of the
0: Taiwan Relations Act. This would be the first visit by a U.S. House Speaker in 25 years. Let's hear from the international law expert.
2: The Speaker of the House is second in the line of succession to the presidency. Any actions and any remarks she makes represent the position at the highest level of the government and Biden's own stance. A Taiwan visit would mean that she is monitoring the strategic balance of the Indo-Pacific region. The timing of the visit would underscore Washington's commitment to Taiwan's defense.
0: The expert says Pelosi's visit would be an unmistakable show of support for Taiwan from Washington. He said that amid the Russia-Ukraine war and the rising Chinese threat, her visit would emphasized the U.S. commitment to the Taiwan Relations Act. Taiwan's foreign ministry has not confirmed the visit. When asked for comment, it said that inviting officials to visit was a key part of, of advancing relations with the U.S., and details on any potential visit would be released at the appropriate time. Lawmakers have launched their review of a bill to corporatize the Taiwan Railway's administration on Thursday. They asked the transportation minister how staff wages and rail operations will change if the TRA becomes a state-run corporation. They said it was
1: unclear if a corporatized TRA would be able to maintain a sustainable income. Lawmakers also expressed concerns about a potential strike of railway workers slated for May 1st.
3: At the legislative union on Thursday, lawmakers raised concerns about a potential railway strike on May 1st, which could disrupt travel over the Labor Day long weekend. The transport minister said that extra bus services may be offered to handle passenger
0: volume. 是,
2: TRA employees will be tense on the day, so if they are working, they might not be able to focus properly. Wouldn't that give rise to transport safety concerns? In addition, if they strike on May 1st, wouldn't that have an impact on passengers? If the strike goes ahead, the public will lose trust in the government. TRA employees will remain unhappy and consumers will not have safe transport. That's a loose-loose-loose scenario. How can we prevent that from happening on May 1st?
3: The transport ministry plans to turn the TRA into a state-run corporation. Under the current proposal, the TRA's debts will be paid by a fund set up by the ministry benefits will be granted to TRA staff who need to transition to new roles. During a review of the proposal on Thursday, lawmakers said that some parts of the plan remained unclear.
2: Of course, they are concerned about their rights and about whether their future salaries will be affected. But what's the thing they're bringing up the most? It's whether the TRA will be able to support its operations in the future. They are concerned over whether the company or the industry can have a stable income and a vision. Will the company continue growing? The premier has proposed three objectives for the corporatization, transport safety, employee welfare, and reform. With these three objectives in mind, let me ask, how will employee salaries differ after the railway is corporatized?
3: Facing resistance from rail workers and doubts from lawmakers, the transport minister has his work cut out for him. The DPP
1: has picked its candidate for the Pingdong Commissioner Election the hotly contested
0: primary was decided by a telephone poll of more than 3,000 people. Legislator Zhou Chunmi came out ahead with 58.9% of the vote. Her nomination will be formalized on April 20th at a meeting of the party's Central Executive Committee.
3: Supporters celebrate. The poll results are out. Lawmaker Zhou Chunmi is flying high.
4: 我现在的心情...
2: My mood right now, I have a million words to say, but most importantly, I want to express a very deep gratitude to all the folks of Pingdong County who gave me their trust, their support, and their participation. We've completed the DPP primary together. Let's take that momentum and direct it toward the development of Pingdong, to building up Pingdong County.
3: Three candidates faced off in the DPP's primary for the Pingdong Commissioner election. After being declared the victor, Joe thanked her two opponents.
2: I would now like my two outstanding comrades-in-arms, committee member Zhuang Rui Shong and legislator Zhong Jiaping. I will also phone and text them to express my gratitude. Because of their participation in the race, we were able to live out the DPP's proudest value, that of democratic competition. Although the process of the election was fierce and there were some confrontations, it was all because every person wanted to show their best side.
3: Spirits were high among Zhou's supporters. Over at the office of her rival Zhuang Rui Shong, the atmosphere was more subdued. Zhuang made a low-key appearance at his office to thank his staff one
0: by one.
2: In the end, no matter who won and who lost, no matter if the margin was great or small, democratic politics, and particularly competition within the DPP, is all about being willing to take risks and to admit defeat. I fully accept the results of the primary election. However, during the election process, I discovered that the method of telephone polling has some shortcomings. I will join other election candidates in raising suggestions of the DPP's central headquarters.
3: Despite losing the race, Legislator Zhong Bing hit the streets in the early morning to thank locals for their support. Pingdong County Commissioner Pan Mong-an said that now that the election had ended, it was time for his party to rally together and stand in solidarity.
2: In the wake of this primary, I look forward to the three candidates remembering why they joined the race in the first place and uniting to further the glory of Pingdong County. I would also like to congratulate Legislator Zhou Chunmi for obtaining the right to represent the people through this poll. I hope that we can regroup successfully and win the upcoming local elections to give Pingdong its first female commissioner. She will not only continue the work of this administration, but apply her skills as a professional woman to build up an even more charming Ping Dong, to push Pingdong onward into the future.
3: A winner has emerged from the DPP's Pingdong primary. The KMT is expected to field Su Ching-chen, a member of its policy committee. On Thursday, the KMT's Pingdong office urged the party to nominate a candidate as soon as possible to ensure the best chance of a victory.
0: Heading now to Miaoli, where a cycle of generosity has been carrying on for almost two decades. Eighteen years ago, a farmer donated a plot of land to Shitan Township to build County Road 124. That gift inspired Gan Shen Fa, now
1: 87, to thank the landowners by raising funds for their charitable foundation. This foundation and the children it supports have been reaping the benefits ever since.
5: Wrench in hand, 87-year-old Gan Shun fa shuttles between farms, fixing up his neighbor's farm equipment for free. In his skilled hands, again and again, a simple tool brings a worn-out, complicated piece of machinery back to life. The kindly and cheerful mechanic lives in an elderly people's home in Miaoli's Shitan township, and loves to spend his time serving the community. This walk around the neighborhood to collect donations was a project he began 18 years ago.
0: <laughs>
5: a community member immediately offers 200 caddies of rice for the fundraiser. The scheme began as a way to thank the founder, Zhen Shamei Social Welfare Foundation, who gave land away to help build a new road. Gan vowed he would donate rice every year to support the foundation's work with children with
2: learning disabilities. Mr. Gan has always been so, so enthusiastic. Everyone sings his praises around here because when he leads the way, lots of people follow, of course. At first, just five people joined the
5: fundraiser. Now more than 30 people take part annually, donating 4,500 caddies of rice, providing two months' worth of rice for more than 400 people cared for by the
2: foundation we had even more this year than last year during the pandemic we were very grateful to the people of shitan and to mr gan mr gan has made an appointment with me he says he'll keep going until he's 100. the continuous
5: project is now reaching its 20th anniversary and just keeps getting bigger community spirit is alive and kicking in miaoli
1: With travel restrictions still in place a
0: department store is offering shoppers a taste of korea There are 40 vendors selling authentic Korean cuisine, plus an array of traditional games. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look.
4: The chef dips the hot dog into mozzarella cheese. Then he fries the hot dog. After that, the hot dog is coated in a sweet flour batter before toppings like oatmeal, chocolate and ramen noodles are added. Korean corn dog is a popular street food that's sold in night markets in Seoul. Now, you don't have to fly to Korea to get a taste. This is a Korean street
3: food that can be seen everywhere. In Taiwan, a standard hot dog tends only to be a hot dog by itself. But in Korea, mozzarella cheese is added. We created some new flavors. Oatmeal, chocolate, and ramen are added on the outside of the cheese to make the hot dog crispier.
4: This department store's 2022 Korean Festival will showcase 40 vendors with authentic Korean cuisine, street foods, snacks, and souvenirs. Popular items here are Korean fried chicken, crabs, spicy rice cakes, and more. Aside from local delicacies, you can also play games. During the festival, there are also traditional games such as Tu Ho in which players try to throw arrows into a wooden jar. Tu Ho was originally popular among royal families, but now it's played by all. There's also this paper-flipping game called Dokji, which was featured in the Netflix series Squid Game. Competitors have to throw their tile onto the others to try to flip the other player's tile.
3: The festival focuses on delicious and fun things from Korea. We're also showcasing some new games. Everyone can enjoy them. Aside from very popular foods such as kimchi and alcohol products, there are eight categories of new flavors and products. There is a buy 3,000 NT, get 300 NT,
4: Mother's Day promotion on cosmetics. In addition to cuisine and games, there are also Korean cosmetic products and accessories. The event will last until April 17th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lu Tong in Taipei.